Russ, Britain. How's it going, man? Dude, it's good. It's episode, good. Uh, where are we at? Five again? Five? Season two, man. This is awesome. Five, I'm, The I'm Empire loving. Strikes Back. Are we still, we, <laughs> I thought we killed Star Wars, man. We talked about this this morning. Uh, <laughs> you had I, to do it, I man. couldn't help it. <laughs> you had to do it. I almost set a new hope on You're episode. Killing me. Dude, have you seen the video Rewind. where this guy renames all the Star Wars movies? Yes. It's funny. Heck. <laughs> 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 it's it's good. You got people, whoever's watching this, all all of you, all ten of you, are are listening to this. You gotta go see it. You okay. gotta go watch it. This guy has an epiphany. <laughs> wait, wait, no, look, watch this. <laughs> Welcome to the Buffalo Way Leadership Podcast. In each episode, you will gain practical insight on leading right now, where you are. So if you're ready to live each day strong, resilient, and completely useful, you came to the right place. And now, your hosts of the Buffalo Way Leadership Podcast, Britton Wesson and Russ Collins. Well, but on a serious note. On a serious <laughs> note. We're back. And we are at episode five yes. of season two. And uh, we want to do like just kind of a quicker uh, show today. Uh, well, we, we we'll see if it's quick or we'll not. See. I don't know. Who knows? Um, who knows? It's us, right? We're yeah. we're dads, and we like to talk about that's right. Us, so who knows? But what we did get are some just kind of questions and and uh, conversations around our last topic of purpose, Britain. Yep. And uh, we where you really kind of laid out this idea that um, even though uh, y- you could be going one certain way. Life could be kind of moving in a direction. Whether you are passionate about this life path or not, it's going this direction. And all of a sudden, something comes to a halt. And then you, you're you really in this sort of crossroads of, do I continue going down the path and like try to find a, maybe it's a new job or a new, you know, <clears throat> a new, uh, a new situation, new, new, new education, more education, like maybe what it is. Or do you just really kind of take what you're passionate about and maybe shift course a little bit, but it's still aligned with your purpose? And we gave people a tool for that and yep. to kind of start w- talking through that. And then, so what we w- what I wanted to do today is really kind of punch some things in the face that would Love it. That, that would sort of stop people from pursuing what purpose they have and what they're passionate about. And uh, one of my favorite guys in the world, and I've actually got had the chance to meet him uh, when Jamie and I lived in Albuquerque, was a guy by the name of Bob Goff. Bob Goff. Dude, I uh, wrote the, the book Love Does. It's just a smash hit. And yep. a bunch of other stuff that's come out of that. Uh, Everybody Always was right after that. and Or I think that was the second book. Um, and he's working on some more stuff. And then just Bob Bob in general, just being around him is just an incredible situation. Um, but I remember uh, hanging out with him. This guy, listen to this. This is how his presentation went down. So he literally had one of those memory sticks, right? Like memory USB sticks. Yeah. He was going to give this presentation to 500 people in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we were doing this big Young Life banquet. All right. And we had this crazy goal. Like, it was enormous. 
and Bob comes in. He's gonna he's he's gonna give some stories and 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 be our kind of MC of the night, and then do a big ask, and people are gonna give money, and that's just what it is. He loves yep. Young Life, loves what we're all about, and he gives me this memory stick, and he's like, "Hey Russ, um, all of my you know fit, we need to kind of create a slideshow for me to kind of talk through tonight." There's no, there's no rhyme or reason to the memory stick, Britton. There are literally hundreds of photos on this thing. Okay, <laughs> I throw it into my computer, and Bob is, I swear, this is how it went down. He's sitting right next to me, and and there's, I'm not kidding you, pages that I'm scrolling through of these pictures that are starting to pop up. Okay, he goes, okay, let's create a presentation, and he starts pointing. He goes, I want that one. 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 And by the end, it was like 40 pictures, right? Okay. And he goes, hey, so will I have like a teleprompter in the front, like kind of giving me the picture of what it's going to be? And I'm like, no, we're not that high tech. No, like, man. We just got the screen behind you. That's it. That's all we've got. We hung up a sheet. Yeah. We're, a bed sheet. <laughs> remember, you, we're asking people for money, right? Yeah. Okay. So no, Bob, we don't have something up front. He goes, oh, it's cool. I'll just write them all down. So he he takes the napkin and he writes down the, just like I don't know what like on a napkin it was like, no, it was like notes of whatever he he wanted to present like on a napkin yeah it was like All a right. napkin like a ripped off piece of paper I don't even remember Something. what it was but it okay. wasn't it wasn't professional I can tell you that right now okay and he we leave he goes to his room he comes back to the event and he stands up there. And he tells the most compelling stories for almost an hour. And people are sitting on the edge of their seat. And he had, he, he, he had no notes. He just told stories of the people that he picked out. Wow. And I remember him looking to us that day, and he says, listen, there are a couple of ways that I figured out my life purpose. And one of them is by looking fear in the face and saying this, you're a punk. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he says, fear is a punk. And if, if we call it what it is, that it's a lie, that it's, it, it, it's deceptive, that fear is a punk, then, then at least we acknowledge that there's fear. Yeah. And then we acknowledge that it's not, it's not right. Yeah, and it's, it's not and it's it. not what's going to get us onto the next thing. And so, when when we're kind of asked, you know, hey, what do we do to kind of figure out what this this purpose is all about? Like, what do we do to to even move forward in purpose? And I think you and I have been talking about this, and I want you to share about it. Like, like, what do you think? Like, fear's a punk, but fear starts it, yeah. welling up, man. I know, I know when I was shifting gears from banking and from like corporate America to, to where I really felt in my gut that I was supposed to move and go to, to the nonprofit world. Right. And I mean, all the things that were swirling around in my head of how I was going to provide the resources to my family and what I was doing before, I was afraid. I was scared. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be straight up. I was afraid. Yeah. Um, but in, I just accepted it for what it was. And a lot of times that fear will just kill your confidence. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, what are some things that you've done to just kind of overcome like some of that fear be, you know, um, I think 
you you talk about how you get that fear welling up in your gut. Mm -hmm. I think if you're on the verge of making a life altering decision, yeah, and you've got this fear of unknown or fear of, am I going to be able to know what to do? Mm-hmm. I think that's potentially a good indicator that you're on the right path. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. You know, um, it's easy to listen to fear and just say, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that. Oh. Um, I'm out. I, I, can't, I can't do that. I it's can't that's do easy. It. Yeah. Um, when I was initially approached by J.B. Hunt. You know, the job that I'm doing now, I was, there was a lot of internal fear. Mm -hmm. Because you'd never done it before. Like, it wasn't something that you... My whole impression of the trucking industry was (laughs) from a song, eastbound and down, loaded up in trucking. (laughs) We're going to do what they say can't be done. Yeah. You know? My, so I had this, I didn't know any of the lingo. No. I'm two and a half years in, I'm still learning lingo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's like my circumstances really kind of dictated to me that I have to step out on this. Mm -hmm. Because what was at stake was me taking care of my family. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I stepped out on this. Yeah. Now it's ironically, it's it's been a really good thing for me. It's a great company. Mm-hmm. Um we pretty much survived COVID yep. as a company. Yeah, you guys um, have, have which is great. Really strong. And you were just even telling me today there's like things that they've moved towards where they <laughs> what think think thinking about fear is that your leadership, they didn't get scared. They saw the writing on the wall and said, well, we're a trucking company, but we're also pretty stinking good at technology. Yeah. And, and they flipped the script. They man. flipped the script. They know how to leverage and it. They've and they leveraged some technology and, and are but backing what was, down, man. What's cool is that, you know, they acknowledged, you know, we didn't know it was coming. Sure. We didn't know what to do. And I'm sure there were moments of, what are we going to do? Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. Um, but. You know, for me, it was, I didn't know anything about it, but my circumstances dictated Mm -hmm. that I leave the $11 an hour job. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's what we've got to do. We've got to do. You just got to do what you got to do. And you can, but I think what we're trying to say, y'all, is that fear's real. Yeah. We just got to call it what it is. It's just me being scared or you being scared. And it doesn't get to dictate the action that you're going to take. No. It doesn't get to dictate it. As we were kind of looking at this issue of fear, I found this quote by Rudyard Kipling. Let's hear it. And he says this. He goes, of all the liars in the world, sometimes the worst are our own fears. Man. You know, as we talked about, you know, the last episode talking about purpose and how sometimes we have, like, my friend Kelly Merbler has that quote of sometimes in order to find your purpose, you have to lose it first. Losing, seemingly to lose that purpose is an incredibly scary thing Mm -hmm. because we feel like all of a sudden now we're wasted. We're no good. And fear begins to say things like, you're no good. Yeah. You're You're wasted. 
You're, you're gonna fail. You've <laughs> you're gonna lose everything. You've you've peaked. It's time to tap out. You're done. You're done. Yep. But um, you know, and and fear will tell us that when in reality we go, no, wait a minute. Let me let me talk to you here, fear. Mm-hmm. I've got this skill. I know how to do this. I know this person. I know. I, I I know what I can do, mm-hmm. and I've got the ability, yep. the brain power, to go and make it happen. Yep. And there's a couple other things that I think get in the way um, of of people really pressing forward when they need to they need to redefine purpose, and that's like checking validation for everybody else but yourself, and let letting other people determine what it is that you're supposed to do. Man, I spent, I don't know about you, man, but I spent a great part of my 20s letting other people tell me what I was good at. And that was a mistake, man. And I, 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 want, I want people that we know, we know a lot, of tw- a lot of people in their 20s right now. And they're, they're either getting out of school or they're you know, looking to transition into the real world. I hate that word, actually, real world, because it's all real. Um, but they're transitioning, they're going into their career, and they're letting either professors or mom and dad or whoever, older brother or sister, tell them what they're good at and what they should do, as opposed to asking some questions of themselves and figure it out. Right. So they're seeking validation, and it stifles their creativity, and it really, really stops forward motion for finding your purpose. It does. You know, that reminds me of a book that I read several years ago called The Search for Significance by Robert McGee. Yeah, it's a good book. He talks about how these things impact our lives and we get stuck in this. And when we begin to believe the lies of fear, Mm -hmm. uh, when we begin to live and agree with those lies, John Eldridge would call it an agreement. Yes. We make these agreements with these lies, yeah, we make an agreement with fear. What those agreements do in our life, they put us in this cycle. Uh, and, and this cycle here, complete credit to Robert McGee and his, and his work in Search for Significance, but it gets us into this cycle of what he calls performance, approval, blame, and shame. Mm. And so fear sets us off in this cycle of, of, um, Maybe we're dealing with this fear of you're not good enough, you're not skilled enough. Uh, basically, they all, basically fear boils down to I can't because I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to. Yeah, yes, yeah. I can't right. do this because I'm not good mm-hmm. enough. I can't do this because because I'm not good enough. It boils down to that right there, and in our minds we begin to see. Perpetual rejection. Yep. And so we get into this cycle, Robert calls it, of performance, approval, blame, and shame. And what that does is this. So we get caught in a cycle of performance. Because I'm not good enough, I can't do this. And so I've got to perform harder to get your approval. Mm -hmm. And so I'm performing to gain your approval because the fear is said, I'm not good enough, therefore I can't. Yep. And so when we continually fail Mm -hmm. in this approval gaining p- 
performance. Yeah, because it'll never be enough. It, there'll never be enough. The rules are always changing. No. So we go performance approval, and then we don't get the approval that we're looking for. We keep hearing this little lie in our head, I can't because I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And then we start to blame others. Well, you know what? If you hadn't fired me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's somebody else's fault at that it's point. It's somebody else's There's fault. There's no internal responsibility. None. None. Performance to gain approval, when that doesn't happen, we begin to blame. And when we can't, when we fall into that part of the cycle, we can't, you know what? You fired me because I'm not good enough. Mm. Shame. Mm-hmm. You start feeling really sorry. Performance, approval, blame, and shame. And you start feeling you start agreeing with more lies. See, now you're not good enough because you can't because you're worthless. Mm. You've got no value to bring. That's a death trap, man. That's a death trap. And the thing about it is you don't just get to the end of this cycle and you sit there. No, you get to the end of the cycle and you sit in shame, but then that cycle continues to perpetuate itself. Mm. And it's just, it's like <laughs> when I was a kid, we'd go to the park and they had. This merry-go-round. Oh, yeah. And you all know what I'm talking about. It's a round steel thing. It's got the, the worn-out path in the, or in the that, circle. That, that was the thing that was either life or death. Life or death. Like, you could get flung off that thing so hard. And you grab it. And, <laughs> but here's what people loved to do. They loved to get you on it until you got nauseated. <laughs> until you puked. Until you puked. <laughs> but they wouldn't stop it. No. They would keep spinning it faster and faster and faster. And you can't get off. And you can't get off. It's impossible. It's impo- And if you try to get off without someone intervening and helping you off of that thing, <laughs> you are going to get seriously hurt. Oh, you are flying. Because you're going to get launched. Yes. That performance approval, blame, and shame is that merry-go-round. It's the merry-go-round. And you're constantly nauseated by that motion. Yep. And you can't get off of it, and somebody has to intervene in a very hard way Mm -hmm. to stop that cycle and help you get out of it. And fear gets us there by telling us, I can't because I'm not good enough, therefore I'm worthless. I have no value. And that's the biggest lie of them all. That we have no value. What a lie. What a lie. Hey, y'all. Fear is a freaking punk. That's right. And it's one of the biggest liars we'll ever run into. What it is. Yep. Y'all, we want you to be strong, resilient, and completely useful. We recognize that you might have some fear. We have some. And that's okay. We're taking big steps right now. Just, we're, yeah. You guys have no idea what are some conversations that, that Britton and I are having. And we're about to take some big steps. So we'll be with you in this. But we want you to know that to fulfill your purpose, you got to call it what it is, man. Fear's a punk. It's a punk. Y'all, you can do this. Let's go. Let's Buffalo go. Buffalo strong. All day long. Strong, resilient, completely useful. Peace. Take a few chances, a few worthy romances. Go swimming in.